my hearty my kitane hotaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Kiemo Tuna Mai Koto Katoa coming up on the program today. Is the internet any safer three years on from the Christchurch terror attack? Aotearoa Collective Tahono co lead Anjum Rahman with us to discuss. It's been Islamic Awareness Week in the lead up to today, March 15, the third anniversary of the Christchurch terror shooting. And many events marking the week, including an Islamic calligraphy exhibition. Muhammad Wakas joins us at 4.30 or just after, talking about a very special work, and it's called Painting 51. And other news and issues is now the time, once and for all, to get that EV or hybrid if you are able. If you've never thought about it until now, send us any questions, we can have them answered by an electric vehicle expert. For example, can I buy a cheaper second-hand one? Is it a good idea? Is the range an issue? Are they reliable? Text me 2101 or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Also today, a key part of the Recycling and Waste Management Scheme proposes to separate businesses' food scraps from general waste. And an item about waterbeds caught my eye, and it just got me curious. Did you have a waterbed? What were they like to sleep on? I'd love to hear your stories. 2101 is that number to text. With me this afternoon, Catherine Graham, Māori Development Executive and Broadcaster. Tenakwe, Catherine, lovely to have you on. Well, kia ora, Wallace, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, in the bay here, broadcasting from the bottom of the garden in my little cottage. Banjo is just outside, <laughs> trying to get in. Go away, Banjo. I'll see you at five o'clock. Uh, with us also, Phil O'Reilly, Business Leader and MD of Iron Duke Partners. Phil, welcome to you too. And good afternoon, and I hope Banjo is a pet and not a child. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, Phil, Banjo's a little wee Yorkshire Terrier, the cutest of the cute. If he wants to come in, I might let him in at half-time. Uh, look, to this first, uh, this really caught my eye. Star Wars fever is hotter than ever, and while some may have their reservations about the latest instalments, no one can deny the timeless call of the lightsaber. The members of the New Zealand Lightsaber Guild... Yes, there is one. Take this fandom a step further, meeting every weekend to connect with like-minded fans and, of course, fight with their lifesavers. We're joined now by the coordinator of the Dunedin chapter of the Guild, Cameron Lindsay. Cameron, nice to have you on the panel. Oh, fantastic to be here. Really, really appreciate the call. Well, so paint that picture. You've got your full-sized lightsaber. It's Sunday afternoon in Dunedin and you take your lightsaber and you get up to a park and you fight. That's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, you know, we're a, we're a group of reasonably passionate Star Wars people and, uh, and we've got a bit of sword background between us and it's a, um, it's a nice excuse to work out, I suppose, work out a bit of aggression, but also to work out some, you know, get those really good Star Wars choreographed moves going on. So, uh, yeah, and something to do on a Sunday afternoon. Are there Star Wars moves? There are definitely Star Wars moves. There is entire choreographed systems that people get into. <laughs> uh, you know, the leaps and the jumps and all of the blocks. And, you know, there's, there's people that have created these or taken the forms from the movies and made them into proper fighting slash choreograph styles. Cameron, can you do the one when Yoda fought with Darth Vader? <laughs> 
that that might be a bit of a challenge. Um, I'm short, but I'm not that short, and uh, and being able to jump like that's a little bit beyond me. But uh, you do. The, unfortunately, of course, we don't actually have the force, so we can only limit ourselves to what a mere mortal can do, uh, as far as the really really big jumps and spins and leaps go. Catherine, what do you make about this? Do you th- does this sound like a Sunday afternoon to you? Well, it feels more like an evening pursuit, actually, so you can get the full effect of oh, the of light. Of but Never thought but about I that. guess the, the the other thing for me is it can't be the same. Do you have the whole kind of thing? Because mm. that to me is like half of the fun, wouldn't it be, Cameron? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the the lightsabers, and I'll put that in quotes because obviously uh, as much as I like them to be real they're not they're, again far too dangerous um are a they're a plastic uh, blade but down in the base and the hilt is accelerometers and speakers and led lights and things so yes when you swing them around the accelerometer reads that and you get the zoom zoom noise and when you hit them together the leds flash and you know we can change the colors so we can be uh we can be the nice jedi or the evil sith and uh yeah okay so you're a lot more set up than I thought, or Catherine thought. Uh, let's bring in uh, global business leader, Phil Arani. So, Phil, uh, you're at a global convention. You're about to speak to a 1,000 business leaders, and you really want to do well. You take yourself up to the green room. You have a little bit of a lightsaber duo with someone. Is that how you do it? Well, precisely. And I, Cameron, can I just thank you very much? Because reading that story the world feels a slightly better place as a result of the existence of your guild. I just, I just love the fact that grown men do that because in the fact it's not, it's not a stupid thing to do. It's just fantastic. It's so different. I love it. And I was really pleased by the fact you call it a guild. I thought, well, it could only be a guild, can't it? A guild or a league. It can't be anything other than that kind of guild or a league. I was someone, it's, why did you call it a guild? And then, the other question was, you said in the article you normally turn up in mufti and like just in street clothes, which I thought was rather half-hearted. I mean, why don't you dress up as Yoda or Darth Vader and go the full Star Wars thing? Well, we we do that as well. Uh, so to answer your first question, I can't claim the uh, the name for it. Uh, there's some guys up in Rotorua started the whole thing, and they decided on the New Zealand Lightsabers Guild. So uh, so we can thank them for that. So, so there's branches off New Zealand-wide thing. Um, and to answer your second question, yes, every so often on a bit of a special occasion, mostly because m- most of us do have the, uh, the the Jedi robes and and all of that sort of stuff. But it's um, it's a bit of effort getting into it. So you're right, it is slightly <clears throat> lazy. But um, but yeah, on a on a special occasion when we want to take photos or do a video or something like that to uh, to show off a bit, we'll put on all the. Uh, all the kiss and and, yeah. and take proper choreographed videos in proper Star yeah. Wars setup. So, Cameron, yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil, Phil is obviously pretty enamoured about this, but uh, th- th- there are some uh, out there that might say, "Not me." Is it not time for you to actually go to the bathroom, look in the mirror, and what do you see? You see an adult man, you know, a- a- and it's actually time to take up fly fishing and put the lightsaber in the broom closet <laughs> where it belongs, Cameron, because you're an adult now. And you need to actually stop with this nonsense. Oh God, no! I'm, I, there's no such thing as growing up. You just get better toys. Catherine, do you I, agree with that, well, or do you actually think it's time for Cameron to actually really take a step back and actually have a little bit of a, a three hundred and sixty with himself? 
No, no, I think what he's doing is um, is a great outlet. I think um, a friend of mine, her daughter does LARPing, which is again, one of these kind of um, fully immersive experiences where grown adults go out and do live action role playing and they get into um, kind of scripted, their sort of scripted battles that can last up to three days. So I think on the scale of kind of, geekdom that doing the whole lightsaber thing is pretty harmless really <laughs> yeah wonderful we've had a lovely response here actually uh and cameron people support you and your uh lightsaber venture so sunday afternoon lightsaber although peter says wallace can you take a loaded lightsaber on the bus in dunedin to the park just a thought uh for those who actually really want to get uh into uh, the lightsaber guild cameron how, how do they find you well, the easiest way is to jump on. If you're on Facebook, jump onto Facebook, and the New Zealand Lightsabers Guild is—it's uh, a private club, but it's really, really, you know, just just click on apply and say, "Hey, I'm into Star Wars," and you'll get into the group. And then us coordinators, and there's five or six of us around the country. Every week, we put up an event to say what time and where it will be and and you know they're based in Rotorua and Tauranga, Auckland, Palmerston North, Dunedin, mm. I think there's a couple more I'm forgetting. But all of us put up events. So if you get into the the Lightsabers Guild on Facebook, then you can just find these events and come along to your local one and we'll tell you where they are and oh. obviously considering we're in Dunedin we move it around a little bit to get out of the weather. Um, and out of the cold. Good on you, Cameron. Really nice to have you on, and all the be- all the very best with your lightsabering uh, and and the guild. That is Cameron Lindsay, who really is into Star Wars. And uh, Sunday afternoon, takes the lightsaber down to the park. Uh, are you into it? Um, it's a hobby. Uh, big response regarding both waterbeds. Uh, Christian Taranaki says, "Yep, yep." King size, mid eighties, until the number of punctures meant a change was required. We had it for ten years. It was lovely and warm in winter, uh, and a very big response to uh, electric vehicles. We are going to be talking about that. Is it is now the time we discuss? Time for I've been thinking, Catherine Graham. What's been on your mind? Well, I've been thinking about how quickly things change. And one of the things that I've really noticed out here in West Auckland is that when you, it seems like when somebody sells their house these days, rather than somebody buying their house, that a developer will buy their house. And then within, I don't know, six months, eight months, we've now got multiple dwellings on the same uh, you know, a quarter acre or maybe even less size section. So I just was, you know, every time I drive past these new development developments, I'm just kind of thinking, I wonder where all the sewerage is going and, and is our infrastructure in Auckland, is it really up to it? And it just it doesn't keep me awake at night or anything, but I do contemplate the kind of whole no, you know, Kiwi kids, no backyards, bought up in apartments. It's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I know this has been happening for a long time. It's not a new thing, but it's just, it is quite a big change out here in West Auckland where we've had the luxury of such big sections for so long. Well, it sounds like you, you and I may be living in a sort of a similar area because I find it, Catherine, uh, incredible the number of uh, multi-developments uh, on one site. It's quite, oh, yeah. It's quite something, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, and, and, and they uh, are, and they are, they are often. And this is nothing against uh, intensification, which we need, but uh, they are big houses to a small section. 
Yeah, and a, a woman at work, her, uh, she sold her out west, she sold her single dwelling and a developer bought it and he on-sold it within two weeks for another 200k to another developer. So it's not just about developing housing, you know, housing for our people to live in. It's actually people are making a lot of money out of it as well. Kia ora, Catherine. All right, Phil O'Reilly, I've been thinking. Well, the Prime Minister is going to make some announcements tomorrow on the border opening for... Australians and, and tourists, hopefully, and others from around the world. And I've Are been you coming thinking, on the panel to have a moan? No, I'm not. No, not at all. no the opposite, actually, because we all we, we had a habit before COVID of moaning about tourists. And I spend quality parts of my life in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch CBDs. I'm an Auckland CBD as I speak. And gee, it's a dead bold place at the moment. And I, so I'm really looking forward to getting tourists back because they offer a vibrancy and they offer a, a you know, a, an experience and, and uh, they go buy the shops and they go to the restaurants and all that sort of stuff. And they had, a, they had a real vibrancy to our communities. And those who had a bit of a moan about tourists before COVID, many of them, I hope, are now changing their tune a little bit because now they realise just the sort of value that tourists bring to our economy, not just the money they spend, but also the experience of meeting them and the, the experience that they have of taking New Zealand home. So hopefully the Prime Minister has some good news tomorrow. We're going to see them as soon as we can. And I'll look forward to welcoming the first one back and pointing them out the street that they can't find or something because I, I, I must appreciate admit, the fact that they've just decided to come. I must admit, for, for, for a person who has spent uh, or spends uh, almost every day in the CBD, uh, and yes, there are cafes going, there are some aren't. Gosh, it's quiet, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's just tragic for those who need the CBD to be good. And now there's a, re- a bunch of reasons for that, including, of course, COVID, because everybody's mm. isolating at home and there's a whole bunch of reasons why it's occurring. But you put, you know, two, 3,000 tourists in there each day, boy, that'll make a heck of a difference to the small people and, and just the vibrancy of it, you know, just as you walk mm-hmm. around, seeing different interesting people doing interesting things. So for Can me, it's, a, it's going to be a great time, I think. When you what get- happens if you run out of power while you're out? Can the AA, AA come and jumpstart an EV? Wallace had a king-size bed for 28 years. Wonderful sleeping, says Gary in Christchurch. More on the panel. Phil O'Reilly, Catherine Graham, stay with us. 4 to 5, right here. RNZ National.